fair to say that David Coglin knows a thing or two about property. Not enough houses out there for people to rent. If you're in the unfortunate situation trying to find them, you have to jump through all of these hoops. You know, you've got to be whiter than white. So it is a challenge. Welcome to the Landlord Talk Show. There was a huge success after the pilot that we did. So we thought, hey, why not? Let's make a whole series of this thing. Uh, And this is where we start. This one is called The Current Market Episode. David, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Ian. I'm recovering from the weekend. (laughs) But yeah, so... The market in it's um I know interest rates are going up and I know you know people on the on the news are going about a cost of living pasta up fifty percent and all of that shenanigans. I'm okay. I think I bought my pasta last week just in case it went up. I've got some <laughs> lovely wholemeal pasta in the cupboard. I even had some with some tuna um, earlier on in the week. But no, I'd, I'd say the property market's still going through what I call an absolute sweet spot. And what do I mean by that? is um, at the moment, the buyers out there are still, the buyer demand for properties and the lack of properties on the market is is making sure properties are selling fast for top prices and it's still happening and it shows no, it just doesn't show any signs of going away anytime soon. I've not got a crystal ball, Ian. You know, I know interest rates are at 1%. What do they need to be at? to start, you know, for for buyers to start sweating and thinking, I'm not going to buy that property. I've had second thoughts. I think they'd have to double, if not more. So I think buyer demand is holding up massively. And at the same time in the market that we're in, why I call it a sweet spot. So what we're doing specifically is helping landlords to sell tenanted properties. So whether they're portfolio landlords Landlords with HMOs and blocks of flats. We've had a landlord I've known for about 15 years. He's in Bahrain at the moment. Called me up literally Friday last week. Said, Dave, I've got a block of 40 apartments in South um, South Wales, at Pembroke Dock. Right? He said, they're all fully let out. He's a great guy. He's looked after it well. He said, I want to sell it discreetly. Can you help me out? I don't want to go on, on the internet. And we've got buyers for them. So we sold it in two days, right, for, wow. you know, one and a half million pounds. Now, and that's just not a one-off. So you've got sellers like him, landlords who want to get out the market, either they're retiring and they've got like um, a portfolio of properties. They're wondering how you can... Uh, how can you help them sell these tenanted properties in particular, these portfolios? And the buyer demand, either the buyers of individual properties or property funds or companies out there, it, it, it's rampant. So all I can say in the property market from that sense is, uh, you know, we're, we're selling properties in an average of about 17 days now. And some of them are in, in just a few days. Our long-term average has always been about five or six weeks. So um, so the, it's, it's, it's a fantastic market is, is what I'd like to say. Even if interest rates did go up, like, I mean, back in the day, I was trying to tell somebody this a couple of weeks back that you knew what your monthly uh, mortgage payment was, 350 quid. But if the next month it went up to 420, you didn't really question it. It just did that sometimes. It went to 330 and then 450. That's what it did, right? That's That yeah. used to be how it worked, David. When my interest rates go up by a quarter of a percent, it costs me 10 grand a month because I've got a lot of properties, right? Say, yeah. 
So that was a bit scary bananas. But as you, but you're right, you know, even though interest rates have gone up, I'm buying a few properties. Um, I'm still buying. I'm, I'm, I'm buying in limited companies. Limited company mortgages are, are, are lower than, you know, they're just like about 3%. It's, it, they're not, you know, fixed for five years. It's it's not going to cost a lot, even if in five years' time they go up by 1%. It's it's £100 a month or whatever. And, and to offset that, the madness of the market is the rental market to in in addition to this is through the roof Ian. right so i've i'm selling uh, personally 20 of my properties so I'm selling 20 i've got about 95 left i'm looking to you know whittle it down to the best 30 or 40 i'm selling up you know keeping some of the money going on some nice holidays or hedging my bets a little bit or whatever so i'm doing that and when I'm writing to my tenants, say, look, you know, you know, you know, I want to support you, you know, looking to sell. If you can help me sell, I'm looking to get a landlord to keep you on. But you know, I've been a great landlord in terms of while interest rates were super low, and this affects a lot of landlords where they kept the rents low. Why upset the apple cart? You know, if your interest rates are a half a percent or of a quarter percent. And your, you know, your your mortgage costs haven't gone up by any anything at all. No inflation because it's all driven by the interest rates. People for an easy life have kept those rents yeah. low, and oh, especially over the last two years, even I've got some. I kept the rent at say five hundred quid a month. The market rents eight hundred now. It's just unbelievable. So I've written to my tenants and said, look, I've got to sell. I'd have a better chance selling if if you're paying closer to the market rent. If you can't get a landlord, I'm happy to pay you to help me sell it and give you a few quid to move out in addition to your deposit. I'll help you, no stress. And they're phoning me up saying, look, Dave, I'm happy to pay $750 if you want if you can get me a landlord to keep me yeah. on, because they know that when they look out there, they'd have to pay 800 850 So the rental market is absolutely bananas. So, you know, I can't say any, I can't, you know, it's just, you know, I know people are thinking like, you know, the utility bills and the boxes of pasta are going up, but I, I don't know. I see that as pennies really. Um, and the rest of it's pounds. And is the rental market, is it a simple equation that the rental market is going up because it's too expensive to buy a property for many people? Um, you know what's a good question, Ian? I, you know, I would not, I love me a little pie chart and I, I just wonder whether, you know, what would be the, the most important thing about that? I, I, I just think it's purely supply and demand. A lot of people who want these properties to rent, you know, aren't really looking to buy. I think if they did want to buy it, it's so easy to buy now um, versus, you know, you know, the mortgage market, the amount of lenders out there, you know, you know, the Russian are trying to help people buy with low interest rates, reasonable deposits, loosening criteria. So I don't think it's specifically that. I just think, look, you know, I'm going through a divorce and I mentioned it before, and I'd say nine out of 10 of my mates have gone through a divorce in the last few years and they're all moving into rental properties. That's just one segment of that market. There's a load of people who, um, you know, obviously just, you know, coming over for, into the UK for whatever reason, population growth or whatever, and they're, they're just not building enough houses. And they're not building enough houses where people want to live. Um, you know, they might be building them out on the sticks somewhere and, you know, it's not where you, where you want to be. So or they might be building flats and people are a little bit put off with that. But houses and 
and things of that nature with lovely gardens and whatever. The prices of them seem to have gone up on in rents like 20, 30% from my perspective just yeah. over the last few years. And uh, uh, so, yeah, I think it's just there's a not, not enough houses out there for people to rent. And if you're, if you're, if you're in the unfortunate situation trying to find them, you have to jump through all of these hoops with the, with, with the letting agents, credit checks and this, that and the other. And, um, you know, you've got to be whiter than white. Uh, so it doesn't help if you're not whiter than white, you know, you might have missed the odd payment here and there. Yeah, and yeah. So it is a challenge to be a tenant. So if tenants want to stay where they are, they'll put up with some of the repairs, some of the some of the things they've lived with because they know um, it's gonna it's gonna be hard work finding something else if they had to move out. So they're happy to increase the rents. The landlord talk show. Uh, so this is the bit where we look at a kind of uh, dilemma here. I don't know what you think of this, David. I've got a feeling you will be familiar with this territory, and that is the the kind of static home kind of rental you know what i'm talking about here yeah i think so but these are these uh the places that you'll find in north wales near yeah Rural you'll get them yeah you'll get holiday kind of holiday parks that kind of thing so here's the deal so a friend of mine sends me this text and he says he's thinking of buying he was thinking of buying a house all right so he thought i'm gonna put bricks and mortar buy a nice house and, you know, I can rent it out. I'll, I'll be almost mortgage-free. So most of what he'd be getting would be profit. So that's his good fortune. Uh, and then he stumbled across one of these, I, I think called static homes. Is that the is that the name for them? I don't know what you'd give them, but you know the kind of things. They yeah. look like a little house. Yeah. They're very nice. And so yeah. he found this one, and it was like £169,000. Wow. Three bedroom home. Yeah. It's got everything you like going on. It's got a massive, it's got three bedrooms. Uh, it's obviously small in terms of house terms because it's, you know, not, not a house house. Uh, it's got lovely kitchen. It's got big American fridge. It's got, you know, all the gubbins, different bits and pieces, double oven, one of those range master jobbies. Mm. I mean, this is really tidy stuff. And he reckons that buying that and renting out, he could clear about £25,000 a year in rent on that. After he's, You've got to pay the fees to the place and the, yeah. the gas and all of that. So, And I said to him, and this is where I, I think your, your opinion will be good, I said, well, isn't the difference that when you, get, when you buy a home, bricks and mortar, it's usually, apart from the odd exception, always going up in value. Yeah. When you buy one of these, it's probably always going down in value. Yeah. But – the rental income is pretty tasty. So what does he do? Right. So, you know, it's an interesting question, but I'd also say I'm I'm living in a little, I'm going to come back to that. And there's a lot of angles on that. And um, But one of the things I would say is that he ought to be able to get a really good rental yield uh, at the moment anyway from bricks and mortar. So yeah. I'm, I'm in this rental property. It's one of my own properties. I just moved into rent. Yeah. And, um, Normally, the rent is around here. It's in Broughton near where Airbus is in North Wales, okay? The rent should really be 700 quid a month tops. I could rent this out to some workers, some businesses that are desperate for properties for their workers, and that's not going to end anytime soon for 1,200 quid a month, wow. right? So so if you, if you know your onions, you can get that kind of 
rent anyway. And this property is bricks and mortar. If it's worth 150 now, be worth, let's say, five years' time, be worth 180, 190. Yeah. yeah. So I think there's that. And it, whenever my experience with static homes and people buying any of these lodges or whatever, whenever we come to try and sell them, and we've had loads of people phone us up with park homes and, and all of that, you can't sell them for toffee. Right. So you, 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 st- you said it before, the prices go down. So, you know, they buy them for 180 and you're trying to get shut of them for 120. And, yeah, yeah. and, and you're getting that kind of thing. So, you know, maybe maybe if it's in a beautiful area, you know, the forest and the and the and the and the lakes are around the corner. You want to live there, and you can rent it out for a fortune on Airbnb because all of the people with staycations now, True. Um, you know, if, you know, you can make a fortune with Airbnb with anything in a, in the right spot. So you know that that might end up the yield might offset over time any static hey forgive the pun static prices for your static <laughs> um, it's interesting because your house the one you just described that you're in in you know will still be sitting there in 20 years time this kind of static thing probably won't even physically exist in 20 years time yeah, well, then then he should avoid it like uh, yeah. the clappers. The other thing, you've got to look at the small print. And I've dealt with so many of these that people haven't looked at the small print. And, you know, it's sometimes the, the owners of these parks or whatever, they want a slice of the, the sale price as well. Yeah. You know, they, they also limit things in terms of the onerous conditions for who you can rent them out to, how often, how many months in a year you can rent them out for. So I think there's a lot. But every single deal would be different, but you'd have to be a bit of a solicitor's head on and get a solicitor to read through the thing. If you want to do something with it, you've got to make sure that you can rent it out to whoever yeah. you want to rent to. Uh, you've got to make sure that it, you know the value isn't going to collapse. And um, you've got to make sure that it is going to, when you come to resell it or you're holding on for it for, for a long time, the service charges and and any sort of cut of a sale price isn't just going to be an absolute kick in the Houdini's further down the line you, and, you, and you're budgeted for it. I give it a wide berth myself, Ian, uh, but obviously devil's in the detail. Um, yeah. You'd have to have a look at it, but I'd be giving it a wide berth. I, I wouldn't touch one with a barge pole. Yeah, there you go. That's for Will, who might be listening to this. Don't go anywhere near, mate. <laughs> Quite a quirky one, that, isn't it? Yeah, but there's a, there's a few people who own them, and, you know, but mostly because they like to go and... Um, go on holiday there. Go on holiday yeah. there, and then they can rent them out. So I think if you're doing it for the right reasons, Ian, then, you know, you know, my mate lives on a canal boat. He's a professional guy. He does a really high-end job. He has all of his marketing meetings on a canal boat lives on a canal boat he's got a house as well with his with his missus but he loves living on a canal boat you know so and i've got my my uh, bookkeeper he's got he's got a place up in north wales a static home he loves going there he's got a house in there so if you're doing it for for personal life reasons then i think yeah you know go for it it well yeah and if you make a few quid on, on if, if it doesn't matter to you then great you can cover your own exes can't you indeed indeed brilliant the Landlord Talk Show. Now, this is the moment we look at your feedback. We've got a dilemma on this one. It's another dilemma, David. We, I think with this feature should be known as Shauna's Dilemma in honour of our first case. Yeah, so Shauna, lovely lady, you know, 
a lady based in, in Warrington, which isn't far from where we are, Chester, North Wales. And she was just a fabulous person. So she, she built a, a really good, well-looked-after property portfolio over the course of about 25 years. She was her own letting agent. She bought them all under in the one company with the one lender. So it was a well-looked-after portfolio. She built up fantastic relationships with her tenants, okay? Now, she'd also had the experience of trying to sell five or 10 properties previously from coming to us and it took forever. She was selling one property every eight months. It took her about seven or eight years to sell 10 properties. She couldn't wait that time. So she contacted us and said, look, here's my dilemma. I want to sell 23 properties as soon as possible in one go in my portfolio. And I don't want any of my tenants being upset. I don't want them having anxiety, don't want them being disturbed with people walking around, having a look, people who are tire kickers or or whatever, people who aren't really uh, going to follow through with the sale. I'm just really nervous about it. You know, we, we I wouldn't say we got lucky, but we, there's a lot of portfolio buying companies out there now and funds getting into the market. And we we managed to find a company that bought the whole 23 properties from Shauna. No survey required. So the tenants didn't have to show even a surveyor around, never mind the buyer. We sold them all in one go. It took about three or four months to get all the due diligence together and this, that, and the other. But we were able to get Shauna the price that she wanted. Um, all of her tenants are happy. A company that's going to carry on letting the properties to the existing tenants for eternity, for as long as they want. So we were able to get uh, a solution for Shauna's dilemma like that. And um, and, that, and that's the kind of kind of thing that we can, if, if, if investors come to us with whatever scenario that they've got, there's generally buyers out there now that will be able to, um, any issues that they've got along with selling, which is not in good condition or want to look after the tenants or whatever it is, we can generally find a buyer that will uh, solve their dilemma like we did with Shauna's. Fantastic. Uh, David, that is it for this episode. Uh, awesome. But lots to come on the next one because we're going to be talking about problem tenants. Uh, so yeah. the next episode could be, it could be a long one maybe. Yeah, well, hopefully there's quite a few, but the twist in that is how you can turn a problem tenant into a happy tenant. So you, you go, can do that beautiful. 80% of the time, but we know how to deal with the other 20% as well. Fantastic. And of course, just to remind everybody, landlordsalesagency.co.uk, landlordsalesagency.co.uk, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye for now. Bye.